camera even. Three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today, my guest helps B2B marketing teams to scale. He's a mentor for startups at MIT, author of Bullseye Marketing, advisor to B2B teams. He's an expert in B2B marketing. We will go deep into the dark market that we don't even know of what the key is to optimal long-term business growth and the central role of creativity in your long-term growth. Welcome, everybody. Louis Gudima. Hello, Simon. Nice to be here. Tell us about your book. How did writing a book change you? Uh, it changed the work that I was doing. Uh, you know, they say that, that a book is... Uh, the, the modern business card. And so uh, the book opened up a lot of doors, not just to appearing on podcasts like yours. This is the second edition is coming out now. Um, and so people should be careful if they do want to buy the book that they aren't getting the first edition, that they are getting the second edition. The second edition is just about B2B. And it uh, not only um, brought me a, a wider audience through podcasts like yours and, and many others. But um, I was uh, had companies who bought hundreds of copies, distributed to their channel partners, had me speak at their global conferences, uh, you know, more companies that hired me to be a fractional CMO, which is my main work, and even a, a new side hustle as a ghostwriter of, of business and marketing books. So um, a lot of changes in a, in a lot of different ways. There's a and lot how of, do you, you balance know, all these different roles? How do you how you make them happen in one day? <laughs> they don't always collide at the same time. But, uh, you know, Simon, you uh, I'm sure you have many balls up in the air as well. And uh, I, I try to carve out time, you know, dedicated to each one when I'm working on it. So I've got a few hours for one, a few hours for the next and not try to multitask and uh, work on on uh, being a fractional CMO while I'm writing a book or, you know, in the same session, try to separate those out and and have some dedicated mind space on each one. One of your topics is that long term growth has creativity at its center. Why creativity? What is creativity in business? So, um, yeah. You know, the thing that many people get wrong, and you mentioned the dark market, is that they focus too much on these short-term lead generation programs, which are valuable, and they forget about growing their long-term brand and what's called mental availability. And that's a, that's a key term that many marketers don't know. And mental availability is that people aren't just aware of you, it goes beyond awareness, but that they will think of you when they want to buy your product or service, that you are top of mind. And this is where that whole dark market comes into play. Uh, and I wish I had thought of that term while I was writing the book and I'll have to like put it into, you know, edition 2.8 or something. Your next book, um, Dark Market. Uh, seriously, man. 
so only like 5% of your market wants to buy from you today or for, buy from anyone. You know, they're, they either don't want that service or product or they're happy with the vendor they already have. It's only a very small part of the market that's interested. And, and so what you need to do is build up that mental availability with the rest of the market and that's through brand marketing. And brand marketing relies on creativity. It re relies on emotional connection with the audience. Unlike lead gen marketing, which is all about logic. It's all about, you know, 10% off, download our white paper, sign up for our webinar. That's all logical stuff. You either, you know, respond to that ad or you forget it, you know, 10 seconds later. But you could, Simon, there's probably TV commercials you saw as a kid that you still remember. Definitely. Yeah. Everybody I say that to, everybody's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I remember this ad. I remember that commercial and blah, blah, blah. That's because of creativity. That's because they had emotional connections. You don't remember any lead gen ad that you saw as a kid. You don't remember any lead gen ad from a day ago, from, you know, an hour ago. And so that's why creativity is so important when you're doing building your brand, building that mental availability and having a sustained mental presence with your audience so that when they move into that 5% who wants to buy now, that they're your top of mind because half or more of the business opportunities in your industry do not talk to multiple vendors. They do not do a bake-off between four or five firms and respond to search ads and, and other intent-based marketing to find out what vendors they should talk about. They get to the point, half of the time, potential customers get to the point where they wanna buy what you want and they know who they wanna to talk to. And, and let me give you one example of this. So I had a marketing agency for a dozen years and after I sold it, I was VP of business development for a mid-sized marketing agency that sold to big companies and, and such. And the very first call I got, the guy said, I've been following you for the last three years. I've seen your CEO speak. I read your blog. I really like your approach. We're finally ready to do something. That was all marketing. That deal closed very fast. That wasn't because I was a brilliant salesperson. That's because we had mental availability. We were top of mind. They weren't talking to other companies, to other agencies. And we closed the deal and went to work. That's what you need to build up. And in the long term, that will be an even greater driver of business growth than short-term lead gen marketing will be. Totally agree. That's the, the same thing that we hear is, Simon, it's month that I'm watching your videos, reading your emails. I'm ready. When can we start? And I go, oh, wait a moment. I don't know you. But they go, <laughs> well, but I know exactly what's happening next. You told me right. like seven times. And, yeah, this and, podcast is a perfect example of it, I'm sure. And I remember TV ads from my childhood. One of them is Mastro Lindo. So there is the dirt monster. Oh, the dirt monster. And then comes Mastro Lindo and everything is clean and shiny. And he has a clean and shiny <laughs> bold head. It's perfect. It's emotionally yes. perfect. And that's my example. When, when people ask me, like, how should my website be? I go like Mastro Lindo. There is a problem, there is an enemy, and there is a hero who wants to overcome that problem. And you are the guide 
and you are Master Lindo. You have a plan, you come with a plan, and this is the call to action. And they go, oh, it's that simple? And I say, well, and that's really simple. It's In the end, it's simple. If you can get there, it will be a process to get there with this simplicity and this clarity. But in the end, if you can have such a message and a nemesis, people forget about the nemesis, right? It's For some people, it's hard to remember that um, it can be inside of you, it can be outside of you, but there is always an obstacle. So it's yeah. powerful when we talk about the obstacle. What is your experience? Well, your your commercial sounds like what in the United States was Mr. Clean. <laughs> yeah. And, and Mr. Clean was this very fit guy who was, you know, like a cleaning guy, uh, but he was bald also, like like your guy. And, you know, he, he would go around cleaning things and he was helping housewives and such. And, uh, and there's a lot of, so the biggest multiplier of marketing is market size, is market share. Like the companies that have the biggest market share, their marketing has more impact. That's one of the advantages of brand. But by far, the second biggest multiplier of marketing is creativity. Mm. And, you know, because it stays with you for a long time. And that's, but it, it's not easy to do. Some people say you need different teams doing your creative brand marketing than your lead gen marketing because they're so different in, in how they're done and, and how you think of them and execute them. Uh, but it's tremendously important and too many companies overlook it. Too many agencies overlook it. I totally agree. I sometimes read like very, very old books about marketing, like the Ogilvy's, every, everything that Ogilvy ever wrote. And I see it and I say, this is so current. This is so actual. If people just would think about the basics. Oh, totally. There, so I often, when I'm giving a talk, I'll often start with my first slide is a book called Scientific Advertising. And it's sold millions of copies. You still see it gets, you know, like really high reviews. It gets recommended by top marketers all the time. It came out a hundred years ago because people don't change. And the things that appeal to people don't change. The channels change, you know, now it's chat GPT. You know, and before that, you know, and you, you have all sorts of things. You have marketing technology and, and new channels all the time. But the way you have to under, you know, the fundamental mission of marketing is understanding your customer and communicating them in a way that motivates them. And that never changes. What about short term versus long term? How do you balance well, if I put in this urgency tactic, I know I can squeeze out 6% more, but it might cost me long-term. What is your approach there? Well, I think you have to have different campaigns. I mean, if, if you have short-term and long-term campaign uh, messages in the same ad, in the same marketing, you'll tend to dilute both. And it may be effective, but it wouldn't be as effective if you had dedicated um, lead gen campaigns and dedicated brand campaigns. And um, for B2B, I mean, roughly you want to do 50-50 of each. You know, you want to do about half, half 
brand half lead gen. Um, and, you know, if you're just starting off marketing, like if you're a consultant working with a company, since brand marketing can take a year or two to really hit peak effectiveness, it's hard to get a, a new client to go along with that. And that's where my bullseye approach comes in. So in, in bullseye marketing, you start with, in the center of the bullseye, these very inexpensive, fast acting programs. You know, what I call taking advantage of your marketing assets. Things like email marketing, which costs almost nothing. Um, selling more to current customers. Having better co collaboration between sales and marketing. Um, having, working on conversion rate optimization. Because if you don't have that nailed down, you're just, you know, trying to fill a, a, a bucket that's full of holes. So you, you do these things first, set that foundation, start to establish some credibility, then, then do that intent-based marketing, do the search ads and establish more credibility, generate more business. Let and me double click before we go to, to the second stage, let me double click in the bullseye. What if I have just 800 people on my list? How do I grow my list? Well, uh, first of all, you wouldn't believe how many times I start working with a company and I say, how many people are on your list? And they may say 10,000 or 20,000 or more. And I'll say, how often do you email them? And they say, oh, you know, like around the holidays, you know, they don't use their list at all. So the first thing is to use your list regularly, like, you know, be sending stuff out at least once a week, uh, even if it's 800 people. And maybe for your business, that's a very good list. But you can grow lists with offers. And, you know, Simon, this is a, 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 an issue that I, I talk about in the book, this question of gating content. You know, should you gate your content and say, you can mm -hmm. only see this if you give me your email address mm -hmm. or not? And, um, you know, sometimes you'll do a basic version for free and have, you know, the in-depth version that's gated or there's other things. Um, but usually, you know, the, the way you have to grow the list is through a lot of work and, and um, a lot of offers that are valuable that people are willing to, to give you your email offer, your email address for. Absolutely. And I want to know everything about the dark market and how we can tap <laughs> into it after one word from our sponsor. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategies Prints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategies Prints method. Order your copy of Strategies Prints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com. So we start in the bullseye and then we move to the next, which is intent-based and ads. What's, what's next? Right. So the center of the bullseye is those quick, inexpensive um, things taking advantage of your marketing assets. The second ring is the um, using intent-based marketing like search uh, mar 
pads. And then the outer ring is where you're building up your brand and your mental availability. And that's where you're, you're addressing the dark market. That's where you're saying, I know that in the future, the other 95% of the market will be looking to buy. It may be three months from now, six months, a year, three years, but they will. And I want to be top of mind when they do. And that will produce a ton of new business. And so what you do uh, is that, that brand marketing. And it can be, you know, the basic is you want to have a consistent share of voice. You want your podcast to be out there. You want to have content. You want to have advertising. I'm a, you know, I don't think these companies that do advertising, that do brand advertising are idiots. You know, they, some of these companies like Salesforce, they spend billions of dollars a year on brand advertising. They're not dumb. They know what they're doing. They have the metrics to prove it. Um, but LinkedIn itself says that 75% of the ads on LinkedIn are ineffective. And the reason they're ineffective is because they're just crappy product market, product ad, ads that neither generate leads nor build an emotional connection. So you have to realize what you're doing with your ad and which of those are you trying to accomplish and how do you, uh, how do you go about doing that? And spend half of your marketing budget um, on the brand aware and mental availability uh, so that you do have that long-term result. Even if you're a startup, in, in my book, I quote uh, Jalei Rezai, and she now is the CEO of Mutiny, an AI marketing startup, but she was the CMO of Gusto. If you're familiar with Gusto, it's a very large online payment firm. Lots of companies use it. Um, she was the CMO when they grew from 500 customers to 50,000 customers. So she led a very successful marketing program. And she says that, when it, that her brand ads never generated leads. She said they performed terribly. But whenever she stopped running them, six months later, her lead gen ads went in the tank mm. and started performing much worse and her customer acquisition costs started to go up. And so she had to spend at least 20% of her startup marketing budget on brand as a minimum to keep the lead gen ads performing uh, as well as possible. So they all work together, uh, but you got to do them both. That's interesting. So if we are measuring the brand campaigns, we actually have to measure them always together with the lead gen campaigns otherwise we're measuring the wrong the wrong number yeah I, I mean brand campaigns are hard to measure they're especially hard to measure for small companies if you're salesforce you have you know the the scale that you could measure it but you can see it in for example um organic search traffic to your site because for most companies the most popular search term is their name and so if your brand is getting stronger, you're going to get more organic search to your site. You're going to get more backlinks. Your salespeople will tell you. You know, I had the head of sales at a company I was working at. You know, after three months, he said, 
God, all these people are telling us, you know, they're hearing about us that, you know, they see this stuff that we're doing. They, they got to know more about what's going on here. You know, there's a lot of, it's not always going to be hard numbers. Sometimes it'll be anecdotal. Um, but if you do it well and you do it consistently, and that's always <clears throat> so important for all marketing is that consistent day to day, you have the results. I, I like to use this analogy, Simon. So it's well known that if you exercise 30 minutes a day, and you look like a person who does, that if you exercise 30 minutes a day, at least five days a week, you will be healthier. You know, people who do that tend to live longer, they're healthier, they don't, you know, have illnesses as much, they don't get COVID as much, they have lighter cases if they do. It's just a, a great thing for your health. That's like brand marketing. You can't say, oh, I ran last Tuesday and that's what made me healthy. It's doing it week after week, month after month, year after year. The lead gen marketing is like getting a stent if you have a heart attack or getting radiation therapy if you have cancer or getting your COVID shot vaccine. Those are short term. They may even save your life, but they don't produce long term health and wellness. You need both. You need the short-term you know, things when you need those, and you need to be doing the exercise and the brand building um, all the time for those. I like the analogy. And many, many entrepreneurs in our community, they don't see the legion part working. So they give up usually after three, four months. They give up even trying because they've spent now $20,000. They're a small business and they don't see it working now. And um, they would put in three to six months more in experimentation and optimization and getting the cost of acquisition down. And they go, is this even worth pursuing? How, how do you decide if it's time to persevere and optimize or if actually it's not working for them? There are times when channels don't work. And I think it's especially hard uh, if you have been relying on referrals. So referrals uh, are the highest closing channel. And so when people start to do other marketing, they start to say, well, mo you know, 90% of these leads are, are bad. Like, why am I doing this? With referrals, like 90% of my leads are good. This doesn't seem to be very smart. Um, and you know, the volume that's needed to actually produce results, the time you need to test messages, to test offers, to figure out what's really gonna work. It can be a very hard uh, switch for a lot of agencies and others to make. Um, you know, When I had my agency, we found two or three channels that were especially effective for us. Uh, but teleprospecting was one of them. Um, events, trade shows was one of them, uh, and so forth. So it's not always going to be search ads. Um, it may be webinars. It may be um, ads in trade association publications, and so forth. Um, it can take a while to figure out what, what's going to work. And there is a dip in, in, in each of those, there will be a dip. 
So what we are asked many times is how do we see a good dip versus a bad dip? So a, I should persevere versus, oh, this channel is not working. Let's skip it. Well, I think that's where the multi-channel approach is so important, because if you have five or six channels going, in my experience, you know, one month, your, your great channel will be email. In another month, your great channel will be webinars. And another month, your great channel, you know, will be search ads or whatever it may be. Um, and you see it changing from month to month. And you can send out a couple bad emails, but the other channels will keep performing. Uh, and then the next month, you'll send out better emails and get results from those. And so, you know, I'm a big believer in multi-channel. Uh, they reinforce each other. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And, uh, you know, uh, I was seeing uh, Jenny Dietrich, who's a, a terrific PR person. Uh, she was talking about this a few months ago where she was saying, you know, PR works when you've got some great news and big announcement but you need other channels going when you don't have that. So, you know, PR is gonna be big one month for you, but you gotta have, you know, four to six channels, I think, going so that, that they balance out and, and you, you get good results over time. I like that. And it's fair to say that when you're starting out, you focus on one or two where you can have the most impact on and you can, uh, be cost effective, but then as soon as you can deploy more, then you diversify and having four to six is what keeps you, keeps you running in all, under all weather conditions. Exactly. Yeah. And so the bullseye, that's, that's the blueprint. We start in the center of the blueprint, then we move out the rings. Where can people find your book? Uh, well, they can find it on Amazon. And so um, the make sure you're buying the second edition because there are used copies of the first edition still around. But the second edition, it puts money in my pocket. No, I mean, it's better. <laughs> uh, the second edition is better. And it is about B2B. So, you know, your audience uh, who is looking for B2B marketing, that's what the second edition is solely focused on. Um, the ebook you can either order or buy now uh, depending on when you look at this the hardback uh, will be available within a few days so um, go to amazon and you can find it and if you and if you want to see some reviews and some endorsements go to louisgadima.com and uh, it's i've been really gratified by the the response it's been getting from some really terrific uh you know, leading marketers and, and other business people. So you can see those on louisgodima.com. Bullseye Marketing, everybody, by Luis Godima. Thank you, Luis, for being here. And keep rolling. Keep sharing your wisdom. I hope your book helps many, many B2B marketing teams. Thank you, Simon. It's been a pleasure. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.
What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprint's blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprint's method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprint's 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategysprints.com.